welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Connor Morganti, and I'm devoted to bringing you the best of all things money each and every week. When it comes to money, do you feel like you missed something along the way? Do you ever think that financial prosperity just isn't in the cards for you? If this hits home, don't feel alone. I've talked to hundreds of women whose overarching feelings about money are stress and confusion. The financial world can be daunting. Trust me, I know it's not a subject that's always user-friendly, accessible, or directed particularly towards women. But, and it's a pretty important but, if you're ready to take charge of your personal finances, congratulations. There's nothing more empowering than understanding how money works, and more specifically, how it can work for you. Join me each week to get your free money coaching while all the while keeping the conversation real with straight talk and some humor. Because all my pals will confirm that I'm hilarious. If you've been searching for a helpful and heartfelt virtual learning opportunity without judgment, well, sister friend, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Southern Fried Business Podcast. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome back. We are here today, just like the Dave Chappelle show, right? It's time to wrap it up. This is the last episode in our series on, I always called it, I always enjoyed reading fashion magazines and things like that um, (laughs) in my younger years. And we did money in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s because they always break up fitness or makeup or fashion or what have you in those uh, age ranges. So I thought it would be fun to do that with our financial world. So today we are the last one in that series, money in your 50s and beyond, but starting in your 50s. So even if you're dipping your toe into your 50s, the thought of retirement is probably hot on your mind. You now have less than 15 years or so to get your act together. So what should, what should you be doing at this point? Well, first of all, you should be going back uh, to revisit all of the podcast episodes uh, that I just mentioned, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, and checking off all those items. Those are perfect catch-up checklists of things that you need to either double-check that you're participating in the right things, you've done the things, or if you still need to do them, you can get them done ASAP. Um, I also have links at the bottom of our show notes here, aka the blog, to help you get set up to those previous show notes and podcast episodes. So back to the big 5-0, or as we say in the South, 5-0. Uh, I'm now talking to you about retirement benefits analysis, long-term care insurance, and estate tax strategies. I'm sure you just got goosebumps. Totally kidding. <laughs> so these are also known as running out of money, living too long, and paying too much in taxes, uh, which I think we're all worried about those three things. 
Um, so retirement benefits analysis is a fancy way of saying that you're planning to not run out of money. You have to understand, or at least start to, that one day women at work will be replaced by capital at work. This concept is assuming that you will cease to work at least full time and will begin to transition from your reliance on your paycheck commissions, bonuses, whatever, to reliance on the money that you have saved and how much income those saved funds uh, supply you each month, each year, however you run your books. This working retirement capital will be created by outside investments, 401k savings, a pension plan if you're lucky, social security, We have, and we have the big three to consider. Number one, how much money will be required at retirement? Number two, how much income will it produce? And number three, which is probably the most important, how long will it last? I don't know about you, but I think it's easier to back into your retirement goal, number one, by calculating number two. So let's take an example that might help you picture it just a little easier. Let's say I'm making $120,000 per year, and I want to keep at least that amount of income in my retirement years to maintain my current lifestyle. In tomorrow's dollars, because inflation, you would need an annual income of around $178,000. That wouldn't be a total replacement because you would also have your hopeful Social Security benefits added in as well. As a total, this would approximately be $2.1 million in your account. Again, these are just quick estimates to help you with evaluating your situation and where you might need to step up your game. So one concept I'd like to introduce you to is the 4% rule. In the mid-90s, I would say, I might have the year wrong, but that's a pretty good gauge. Most financial people, like me, used this as an average when calculating our client's retirement income. We take the total amount of cash, investments, and so on that you had saved and multiply by the 4% to determine how much you can withdraw on a consistent basis and not run out of money. Well, guess what, folks? A PhD economist re-ran those calculations just a few years ago and determined that our well-used 4% is now down to (laughs) 2.8. He attributes the lower number to market volatility and people living longer, which, you know, we've seen a lot of that lately, right? So let's look at another example, shall we? If you worked hard all your life, marching into our retirement planning meeting as a millionaire, $1 million to be exact, and then I tell you, congratulations, we're popping the bubbly. You're a millionaire. But you can only spend or live on $28,000 per year. Girl, you would slap me in my face. And that, kids, is what you're looking at. (laughs) Now, I'm not telling you this to be mean or, as my daughter would say, or to be a Karen or whatever I've been accused of, but I want you to be prepared like the little Girl Scout you are. The key with retirement planning is that you're saving as much as you can and getting creative with where you save. 
right? Working smarter, not harder. We all hear that. But do you want to know the trick to actually saving more? Check out my past blog post or podcast episode on your money funnel and then completely change the way you look at your money. I think that's a big step. So now let's discuss long-term care insurance, also known as living too long. Your 50s are a great time to look at long-term care insurance because it hasn't gotten ridiculously expensive yet. But why should you care about this type of insurance, much less want to pay for it? In its simplest form, LTC, long-term care, is a type of insurance that you buy to cover some or all of your nursing home, assisted living, independent living expenses. Depending on the coverage, it might only cover a portion of it. LTC coverage is usually quoted with a daily rate because that's how these facilities charge you. I remember back in the day, it was just scandalous that a lot of these places were charging you $180 a day. Well, girl, that has gone up (laughs) quite a bit. Um, I want to say... I'm totally, I don't know why I'm thinking it's this, but I thought here in Colorado, it's over 300 bucks a day if you're going to be in a decent facility that's not just uh, questionable, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's, so li- quoted with a daily rate because that's how it works, right? So according to, how fancy is this, Genworth's cost of care survey, because um, I'm in the know, girl, right? Uh, On average, in the U.S., a private room in a nursing home costs almost $8,400 per month or $275 a day. And I think that Genworth study was done like three years ago, so it's only gone up since then. For a semi-private room, I don't know about you, I went to college and was happy to get rid of a roommate. I don't want to go back to having a roommate unless it's my husband. But for a semi-private room, the average cost of a nursing home is $7,400 a month or $245 a day. Yikes, right? I mean, that is ridiculous. And that is one expensive apartment. So you have a choice to either buy the insurance or cover the cost yourself. Neither answer is wrong, but preparation is key. So here's a hot tip. Many employers are beginning to add long-term care coverage as part of their benefits program. So check with your HR department to see if that option might be available to you. Last but not least, you need to consider how you are going to exit your plan. Or if we're using our building our financial dream home metaphor, how are you going to sell that house? So when I say that you will sell your financial dream home, I mean that you will die. Do I say that lightly? No. Unfortunately, it's just a part of my business. So I can look at it a little more um, even keeled, we'll say. But that's what I mean. And how you will you pass along your accumulated wealth, money, whatever, to your heirs, like your children or grandchildren or favorite uh, charities, without degrading the amount with taxes? So when my papa passed away, he left my dad, my sister, and me an inheritance. <laughs> 
Oh, and there's my cat. <laughs> because he didn't have any provisions to cover the tax bill, our inheritance, because this was in 1993 or four, I think. Um, but our inheritance at that moment in time was cut in half and the other half went to good old Uncle Sam. Even if he had only left me $2,000, I can tell you what, I did not want to give a thousand of that to the government. I don't know about you, but I pay plenty of taxes while I'm alive. So I don't want to give any more than that. When it's my time to go, I want my daughter to get all the money I have and not share any with the government. I so appreciate the opportunity to go through um, all these different um, milestones in your financial life. Uh, I hope you've gotten some good information about it. Please check out the show notes at connorcmorganti.com. Uh, it's under the blog tab because show notes are my blog at this point. <laughs> uh, I do also have newsletters and things that I send out. So I'd love to have you sign up if you're so inclined. I'm very protective of my email. So I'm sure you are too. Um, but I've got loads of information there that will be able to help you get your money organized, right? Stay on top of it. Um, and also, maybe get rid of a few things. Organize and simplify. You can do that in a financial plan. A good money strategy doesn't have to be complicated, um, unlike what we're being told by other people or companies. But that's okay. It can, we can simplify it. And I always compare that uh, to Marie Kondo, right? Always simplifying your life and getting rid of the things that you don't want or need and only focusing on the things that you truly care about. Uh, we can do that with money too. So I've got tons of great resources on the website. I'd love to see you over there. Um, and get off get started on the right foot, right? I mean, who can beat free? Um, I do have some paid resources. I'm about to finish up uh, and put the finishing touches on my college saving workbook. And it's just going to be how to save for your kid's college or grandkid's college from soup to nuts. I mean, it's everything you need to know and probably a few things you didn't want to know. Um, so anyway, but I'd love for you to reach out. I'm here to take the stigma and awkwardness out of the money conversation, especially with women, right? Because I think um, it is a little awkward for us still. We're making a lot of headway in uh, work environment and income, but I think there's still that hesitancy about money. And I truly think it's simply because we weren't taught. So here I am teaching you. So you can send me an email, you can find me on social, but till next time, I'll see you see you next week, same money time, same money channel. Later gators. Thank you for joining me today on the Southern Fried Business podcast where I help women gain the confidence they need to take control of their checkbooks and live the life they once envisioned for themselves. 
Join me next week for another timely info drop that will help you level up. Ladies, it's time to fund your life.